0: Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday, because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to this week's episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. And I will say, um, before I even get started, it is kind of early Saturday morning in Atlanta, and it's absolutely beautiful outside. The humidity has not set in yet. Actually, it was kind of cold this week a couple days, like 50s cold, which is weird for Atlanta at this time of year. So, I have my patio door open. I'm not in my office. I'm in my living room because I want the fresh air to come in. Um, So, you may hear some birds chirping. You may hear some cars go by. You may hear some children playing outside. But I need the fresh air. I need the spaciousness. So, um, yeah. So, you may hear some things you don't normally hear. Um, But the reason that I was really drawn to record this from my living room instead of my office so that I could have my door open is because this episode is going to be kind of heavy, but it is something that I feel deeply inside of me needs to be brought out to the light. Over the last two or three days, I have learned of at least six bereaved moms who have left this life by their own hand. They chose to end their time in this life. And that just hurts my heart on a level I can't even begin to put into words. I'm a bereaved mom, so I understand the darkness and the feeling of hopelessness and the despair, the grief, the trauma, the sadness, all of it. It all defies description. So I am. I, I prayed about this this morning. I didn't know what I was going to talk about this week in my podcast, um, and now I understand why. So I prayed about this, I meditated on it, and I'm going to be very transparent in what I'm about to share, because this is something I have not shared publicly, and it's not something that very many people uh, know about, but... I had one very dark moment, about 10 days before Christmas in 2019. I was facing the first Christmas without Greg, and then his first angel day is 11 days after Christmas and it really was just all too much. Now, don't misunderstand. I had no intention of doing anything to myself. It's really hard to articulate this, but I just didn't want to be here anymore. Again, I wasn't going to do anything to myself but that was probably the lowest moment in my entire life. I just didn't care if I took another breath or not for a few moments. It really was all just too much. A couple of days later, I realized that part of what had taken me that far down was that I had been taking a low-level dosage of an antidepressant for about two months. Now, let me be really clear. I am not saying that anyone should or should not take antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications, but I know my body very well. I rarely drink alcohol or consume refined sugar or gluten or processed foods or put any kind of chemicals into my body. I don't drink Coke of any kind, or, you know, different parts of the country, call it soda or whatever. Um, I'm very careful about what I put on and in my body. And I had been that way for almost three years at that time in December of 2019 or the fall of 2019 when I started taking the antidepressants. So for me to suddenly throw these chemicals into my body, well, my body was all confused and it was trying to process these chemicals that it wasn't used to. Um, I had gone on the antidepressants with good intentions because I was falling into a low level of depression late that summer, and quite honestly, looking back on it now as I was meditating on it this morning, I realized that I saw the antidepressants as an easy way out. And if you are a bereaved parent, or if you have experienced deep, profound loss, you'll understand what I'm talking about. You just want some relief. But it's it was basically, for me, it was basically a Band-Aid to get me through the first holidays without Greg. Um, I think I started taking them maybe around October. So it was right after his first birthday in heaven. Um, and I had a, you know, naturally, I had a, a hard time through that. So, you know, there's his birthday, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, and then his angel day, and then my birthday. That's a lot in the span of three or four months, Okay. A lot of big events. Um, So on that Sunday in December of 2019, and this was about 10 days before Christmas, when things were so low, I turned back to what I know. I got down on my knees and I cried. I begged. I prayed to God, to the angels, the archangels, my spirit guides, my parents, and to Greg to help me out of the darkness. And what I heard, because I'm audience, so I hear things, what I heard was, feel it. And then I heard, you know what to do. And that's when I realized that by taking the antidepressant, I was trying to avoid feeling my feelings. But here's the thing. I hadn't even really given myself a chance to feel them during that time. I had tried to bypass what I was anticipating the holly- the holidays would be like the Hollywood. I'm from California. Um, what can I say from from right next to Hollywood? Um, but I was trying to bypass all of that. And let's be real, that period of time it was going to be hard. It was going to suck. I'm just going to say it. It was going to be horrible. They were those that time period was going to be very very difficult. It was going to bring me to my knees and I didn't want it to. And as I, even as I'm saying this, the other thing that's coming up is, I think it was really more about his first angel day coming up because that was like, that's a milestone. It's a marker in time that it's another sign or another event or another experience that makes it real that brings it all crashing back on you. And I will also say, for anyone who's in the first year, the, and, and this is not just my experience, this is from talking to many bereaved parents, the, for, generally speaking, for the most part, the majority of people find that the days leading up to the first angel day are much worse emotionally than the actual day. I think it's because there's like this push, pushing away energy that we don't want. We don't want that day to come. Because again, there's a new, there's a new level of reality that comes with the angel day. Okay. And I've gone through two of them now and it's, it was pretty much the same each time. And so it was the anticipation that I didn't want to deal with. It was the lead up to it. Now you don't understand that. At the time, but the day of the actual angel day, it's almost like there's this, mm, it's almost like you transcend this 3D reality and you're in this suspended state of. I'm going to use a word that you may not like, but the word that's coming up is peace and tranquility and surrender. Again, it's hard to put into human language. I was trying to avoid all these things and basically I was trying to outsmart all of it. And that's the, um, the Aquarius air sign in me. Okay. But it backfired on me big time because avoidance is a very, it's a very enticing coping mechanism when we're in those really dark places. The quick fix band-aid sounds very appealing in the moment. And yet it's really like any other health condition of any kind. If you simply fix the symptom and you don't get to the root cause, you're just putting a band-aid on it and it's going to pop up again someplace else. So yeah, I spent that Sunday afternoon in a puddle on the floor. I let it out. That ugly cry that I had done so much of that entire year went to a whole new level. I did reach out to my older son and to a very close friend. I also journaled. And I took my healing work, the work that I was creating that year, to a whole new level. I took myself back, back to other lifetimes where I had experienced great loss. And I, I took myself through a process that helped heal some of those experiences or some of the layers of the emotions of those experiences. Because see, here's the thing. What I was feeling that day wasn't only about the loss of my son, although I think anyone would understand if it had been, because let's face it, the loss of a child is probably the worst human experience that we can have. Again, I've said this before, I will continue to say it, that does not diminish anyone else's loss. It's simply saying that, you know, I've lost both of my parents, I've lost my grandparents, I've been divorced. This for me, my losing my son is my worst loss. If you have not experienced that level of loss, I pray to God you never do. And I pray that whatever your current worst loss is, is the worst loss you ever do experience. But having experienced this, this eclipses all those other losses that I've had, all those other traumas. Okay. So what I was feeling that day was also about all the other losses that I had experienced in this life and other lives. It was about the loss of my parents and my, because I never really grieved the loss of my dad. You know, my dad passed away in 1993 when I was 33 years old. Okay. Life was much different than society was much different than I never really grieved the loss of my grandparents and what that meant to my, my lineage and my history, you know, and then other ancestors, um, You know, I was, it's also about the loss that all of those people had experienced that had been passed down through my DNA. And that's a lot to carry, isn't it? We all have that. We all carry the losses and the grief and the traumas of our ancestors, our parents, our aunts, our uncles, our grandparents, you know, people generations back, people whose names we don't even know gets passed down through the DNA that Sunday was one of those dark nights of the soul for me that I talked about back in episode 49. Pretty sure it was 49. So we are all carrying so much loss and other heavy emotions and experiences, again, from our own lives and from our past lives and from our ancestors. So I understand on some level why these moms made the choice they made. And yet they didn't have to. And I, and now I'm talking about the moms who um, I mentioned in the beginning who have chosen to leave this life and join their children in spirit. But they didn't have to make that choice because they still mattered in this life. And if you are listening to this right now and you understand what I'm talking about with this low, low, low point, I'm talking to you. You still matter See, the other thing that happened that Sunday in December, almost a year and a half ago, is that once I released some of the layers of the grief and the loss and all the emotions that come with it, is that I remembered. I remembered my purpose. I remembered love. I remembered God, Spirit, the divine, whatever you want to call it. I remembered that my soul chose this for whatever reason it did. Again, from a human perspective, I'll never understand that. But it did long before I incarnated into this life. It chose this experience. And then after that day, and I think it was a couple weeks later, it was in early January, I began weaning myself off of those medications, the antidepressant. And I was on the lowest dose you could you can. I think the lowest dose is 25 milligrams and I cut them in half. So I was taking 12 and a half milligrams a day, not a lot, but it was enough because I, I've always been very, very sensitive to chemicals of any kind, whether it's smells. Like if you walk down the mall and you walk by certain doors, um, certain stores, the smells can be overwhelming to me. And I know some of you understand what I'm talking about, um, You know, over-the-counter prescription medications. I have to buy children's allergy medicine during the um, uh, spring in Atlanta because it's the only thing that doesn't put me to sleep. I don't care if it says non-drowsy on it. I guarantee you I'm going to be asleep from it. So I'm very, very sensitive to all these things. So I began weaning myself off of those medications, even that low dose of the um, uh, antidepressant. That's the only thing I was really taking. I did have, because I was having a lot of panic attacks, not only did Greg leave this life that year, but something else went on in my family that year that I'm not going to talk about. It's very personal, but it was causing me to have a lot of panic attacks. So I got a prescription for Xanax for an anxiety. I think I took half of one, maybe twice. I don't even remember. Um, so I didn't, I didn't become dependent on them. And I want to make a really important disclaimer here. I am not suggesting that anyone should or should not take prescription medications or that they should or should stop taking them. I'm simply sharing my experience. I had been on antidepressants two, maybe three other times in my life. And each time I talked to my doctor about weaning myself off of them. So always consult with your medical provider on anything related to your health and wellness. Again, I'm simply sharing my experience and the fact that I had made so many changes in my life and was so conscious of what I put in my body. And I had done a lot of studying of health and nutrition and all. And I'm not talking medicine, okay? I'm talking health and wellness. Totally different conversation. So I was comfortable in the weaning process. But here's the thing. I know moms whose children have left this life by their own hand. So their children chose to leave this life. I also know people whose mother or father have chosen to leave this life by their own choice. I know people whose husbands or wives have left left this life by their own choice. I've witnessed their pain and their despair. And so, You know, my message in this is that we all matter. I matter. You matter. Your children matter. The children who are still here, the children who are on the other side. Your parents matter. Your friends matter. Your spouse matters. And you matter to all those people in your life. And so if you are ever at a point where you are contemplating leaving this life by your own hand, reach out to someone. Call the suicide hotline. In the United States, the phone number is 800-273-8255. I highly suggest go online and find the suicide hotline prevention number in your state, country, wherever you live. Put it in your phone so that if you get to that place, you have it if you need it. There are people who will listen and who will help you through That experience but call someone for help you can call those suicide hotlines um, 24 hours a day seven days a week someone is always there those the moments that you feel at your lowest are just that they are moments and they will pass if you allow the feelings that brought you there to be expressed to be felt and to be acknowledged Okay, that got a little loud outside. They're doing construction um, not far from me, so I apologize. Um, so, where was I? Yes, those moments, their moments, they will pass if you allow the feelings to be expressed, to have their moment, and reach out if you need to. But I love you. If you're listening to this, I love you. My heart goes out to anyone. Who gets to that point. My heart goes out to these moms who have recently made this choice and to the loved ones they left behind. And one more thing that just came up um, that I just remembered. One more thing that I did that Sunday. I thought about my older son and his children. I thought about what message I would be sending to them if I left at that moment. If you're a bereaved parent and don't have any other children left in this life, I promise you that there are people, there are other people who would be forever impacted and changed if you chose to leave. So on that Sunday, I chose to stay because I want my older son and his children to know that they matter that much, that they matter more than me wanting to end my pain without finding what's on the other side of my pain. I found something greater than my pain, and in that I found strength and courage and resilience. So again, if you, are, if you ever get to that place, reach out to someone, please. If you're a bereaved parent, the beautiful group Helping Parents Heal has a group of parents called Caring Listeners who will get on the phone or on Zoom and be with you. Again, just go online and search for helping parents heal and you'll find them. And I'll put a link to their website in the show notes. And remember, your child or other loved one is still here with you, just not in the way we would like them to be. Of course I would, of course, if I had my choice as a human, my son Greg would still be here in this physical life. My podcast has been filled with hope and inspiration from others, as well as from myself, who are living fulfilling lives after the loss of a child, or from people who worked with our loved ones in spirit. Does it take courage to listen to a podcast, to pick yourself up off the floor to find a new path, and find new meaning in your life after profound loss? Absolutely it does. But do you know that the word courage comes from the word "cur"? In French, which means heart. And the heart, of course, is about love. So let your courage, let your heart, let your love pick you up. Let that be bigger than your pain and bigger than your grief. Will there still be tears? Will there still be sadness and emptiness? At times, yes, of course there will be. Because there was profound love. But there will also be moments of joy and laughter of love and remembering. There will be life. I know because I'm living all of those things and more. So no matter how dark things look, no matter how bleak life appears, please remember that you matter. And before I complete today, I wanted to share with you, it's the middle of May of 2021 as I record this. In fact, it's May 15th. I am opening up five spots in June to work with some clients one-on-one. We go deep into healing some of the layers of grief and other emotions that you're carrying. I go into your Akashic records and I find what your soul came here to specialize in this lifetime and what theme it chose for this lifetime. I find the energy that your soul is made of and where your soul originated so that you can live in alignment with that and make your life much smoother instead of constantly pushing up against yourself and against life. You will see a shift in your life after this experience. I promise you that. If you show up fully and completely, you will see a shift. And let me say, this is not just for bereaved parents. This is for anyone because we're all carrying grief and trauma. We've all experienced loss. Or if you're just looking for for more meaning in life, if you know that there's something more that you're here for, that you're meant to do, this work can help you clear away some of the layers of emotion so that you have a clear vision and a clear path. And doing this work helps heal your lineage it helps heal generations before you and generations after you. It helps heal all of your ancestors, all of your lineage. So people going forward will not carry these, these, um, some of the layers of the loss and the emotions and the trauma that you've been carrying and that your lineage up to this point has been carrying what more beautiful gift could you give to your loved ones than this, including your loved ones in spirit? So if you're interested in learning more and to see if it would be a good fit for you, send me an email at info at laurielatimer.com. Because I say this with such sincerity, a fulfilling life after loss is possible if you choose it. And I would be honored to help you on your path. So until next time, I am sending you all so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at, at Lori Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.